0: You wanna know what's really scary? You know what's honestly, truly scary? This year, 2020, I, I'm i not quite sure like what the vibe was for 2020. Like when she popped out on January 1, like was she trying to go for like spooky, like a little bit spooky, scary? Or was she trying to go like full-fledged I'm gonna kill you in your sleep like you gonna have nightmares about me type scary, because I tend to think the latter <laughs> honestly I I think that maybe the vibe that she was going for is probably that you're gonna have nightmares in, in your sleep because that's all people seem to be doing since this year has started and I I can't say I'm surprised can you You are now listening to the chat podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Janae. You guys, I can't believe this year has panned out to what it has panned out to. Like, I don't know. It's just, I think the level of unpredictability that this year has brought has been one that has never been matched before. Like, 2019, though crazy was nothing compared to this year 2018 was even insane 2017 was a little bit off their rockers too but I don't know what it is y'all like and it's just October like it's not even done yet like the the craziness is not even finished and that's that's the thing for me you know it's it's the unfinishing for me as they say on these streets um and I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Like, I feel like I've made this position known on a couple of previous episodes, you know, day to day, dealing with the myriad of emotions hour by hour, it seems, minute by minute sometimes. And even though this year is coming to a close slowly but surely, I still cannot quite put my finger on how exactly I feel about 2020. 2020. I, at one point, I felt like maybe Charles Dickens said it best. It was the best of times and the worst of times at the same time, because personally, there have been some things that have just, you know, been been amazing and I've had some amazing personal opportunities, but then it's like you go outside of your bubble and all all hell is breaking loose. So, you know, I, I think, I think that's where I'm at it remains to be seen because again we are not even done yet um so yeah i think i think that's where i'll land for now but we'll see by the time this is up where i'm at again anyway let's go ahead and get into um one of my favorite segments of course is who said that and today's who said that comes from one of my favorite 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 authors of all time. I love this woman. God rest her soul. Toni Morrison, who said that this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal first of all if y'all know tony y'all know that she's always going to come with some vernacular that's just going to make you expand your mind and really rethink the way you do life um particularly as a black author who was intentional intentional about writing outside of the white gaze to me this quote feels like a call to action but like in command tone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a suggestion. It's not a, oh, you know, if you're an artist, then you should. Or, you know, if you consider yourself an artist, then it'd be, probably be best to. No. This is in full command tone, a call to action in full command tone. Um, And the reason why this really resonated with me is because, number one, she came from my edges. And I'll tell you why. This pandemic, though... None of us have really been here before. This pandemic has been one of those things where, you know, people are extending themselves more grace, more patience, more time to fulfill certain things because we are all trying to function under a high level of anxiety, of stress, of tension, um, of unrest from, you know, different, different places. And while I'm not excusing that and while I'm not saying that none of that is valid um, because it definitely is valid. um, She just basically kicked me in my butt and was like, hey, ma'am, you cannot sit in your despair. You can't sit and self-pity. You can't like be on time for the woe is me party and just stay there all night. Like you can't do that because you have a responsibility as an artist, as somebody who is supposed to provide people with some art you have a responsibility to to keep doing that. And one of the things I know as a fan of Toni Morrison, one of the things that really drew me to her work, her works rather, is the fact that she definitely was able to give a sense of escapism. And for me, that's very important. Um, I've always been the type of a person to... Not really daydream, but I guess you could call the daydreaming to daydream to wonder. Um, I would see like birds flying around outside, and you know, while I was sitting in the classroom, be like, I wonder where they're flying to. Like, where where are they going? What what type of life are they living? Some birds, right? Um, <laughs> but it was it was always that thing for me. You know, I, they were able to get up and fly and go and and you know have the freedom to just go and explore these things, and I always thought having a way to, you know, for lack of better words, escape your current reality and go to another place. I always thought that that freedom and that liberty was admirable and was something that I always aspired to do. So now as an artist, I figured that that was one of the things that's important for me when it comes to the work that I create. It's a, I want my work to allow people the space to escape whatever current reality they're in. I want them to be able to get sucked into whatever it is, you know, if only for 30 minutes, you know, a 30 minute podcast, if only for, you know, a 10 page book, if if only for, you know, a 10 minute read of an article, you know, it doesn't matter. I want people to be able to go somewhere else, at least for a little while and, you know, give them something to think about and give them, you know, a little bit of hope maybe at the end of it and um, just really have a look at life, look at life in another lens through a different lens and for a little while. So yeah. Tony, you always you always do this to me. Like can you <sighs> Tony Tony did that. She said that, um, did that and again, God rest her soul. She is deeply missed by me and I know a lot of other people who enjoy her work. Um but the good thing is the work is not dead. So the work never dies. So live long, long live Toni Morrison. We love you forever. Now, moving on to my second favorite segment, it's who got snubbed. And today, I'm gonna just keep it a buck with y'all. Today, who's got snubbed goes to me. It goes to me. And I'll tell you why I am today's recipient of who got snubbed i don't know if you guys have been paying attention but recently there's been this series on hbo called lovecraft country that has taken over the twitter timeline that has taken over the instagram timeline um they've just even taken over the facebook feed and let me tell you something facebook is normally a bit behind the curve but they have been on it for these last couple weeks that this um series has been on tv but anyway Lovecraft Lovecraft country is like this Lovecraftian um horror race mix of discombobulated elements that um inspire gruesome afterthoughts and um conversations about about race and trauma and legacy and you know the black experience in in all of its many facets And the reason why, again, I am today's Who Got Snubbed is because there have been many screenshots from this particular series that have made it onto the timeline. Again, this show is filled with horror and scary elements. And as you guys probably heard in the last episode, I'm not a horror fan. I try to go away from anything horror related. I do not do scary scary and and goriness and gruesomeness is is not is not me that's not my cup of tea i drink um coffee anyway but for the last i don't know how many weeks i've had to shirk and you know hide from all these screenshots that hit the timeline and it has been a struggle like It's really been a struggle. Every time I get on there, somebody's talking about Lovecraft Country and posting these little scary monsters, all this blood, all this bloody stuff. And it's disturbing to my spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super disturbing to my spirit. And for me to have ducked and dodged these images, to try to at least, for the last umpteen weeks that this series has been on the season finale just wrapped up thank god um i deserve an award i really do no no one is clapping for me because i have not been traumatized by this show i feel like that deserves an award in and of itself um so yes today's who got snubbed goes to me because no one is recognizing the fact that my trauma has not been re-triggered by this show all props to Misha Green for Lovecraft Country. All props to Jonathan Majors and Journey Smollett Bell. All props to to those guys. But um yeah. It's is where's my award? Hmm? What, who who has it? Is it is it in the back? Cause I, I would like to have my award now. Okay. Alrighty guys. It's time for my favorite segment. It's the reason why we are all here. And the reason we're here is because we have a very special guest with me today, Tori Carter, content creator and social media producer for BET. Yes, that is Black Entertainment Television. Tori, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I love that intro. <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
0: You know, I'm I'm doing as best as best as possible today. It's been one of those days where you just kind of look up at the sky every five seconds and like, really? Really?
1: Right. that's all you can do at this at this lovely pandemic that we're in right now
0: Mm -hmm. it's been such a such a journey I feel just a a whirlwind of emotions you know that are constantly like bombarding my mind and I'm sure I'm not alone your mind the people that are listening their minds as well just a myriad of things right
1: Mm -hmm. definitely
0: you never just i feel i feel like you're never just feeling one way at any given point, like you're always experiencing at least five things all at once,
1: exactly, and it's like it just is like and when people ask me how I'm doing during this time, and they say like How are you feeling? I'm like, honestly, every day is different. Mm -hmm. Um, It's within that day. Like you said, it's like you're feeling five different emotions all in one day. Um, Thankfully, you know, working from home, you can kind of like step back and be like, okay, I feel a little off right now. Let me just take a moment to like breathe. Um, It's gotten better throughout the months, but it definitely is a, a wide range of emotions that I feel like we're all experiencing during this unprecedented time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You bring up the question of, you know, when people ask you, how are you or how are you feeling? I was actually just having a conversation with my mom the other day, and she was basically saying how she would really like for people to stop asking that question. Like, how are you? Like, she was like, if I told you, like, what, what are you prepared to do about it? <laughs> she was like, don't ask unless you're not. <laughs> Prepared to really, you know, either sit down and really listen and ch- try to, you know, brainstorm to find a solution, or you know, just be there and be that listening ear.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I thought she she was really funny. I I don't think I had ever heard my mom say something like that, and I was like, okay, Miss Thang, you better. <laughs>
1: you know, mama's love coming through with the, um, with the word. And it's like, wow, okay, well, let me find out. I'm gonna get myself together real quick. <laughs> oh,
0: right, right, right. She snatched my edges too. I was like, okay, well, let me go back in my mind and make sure that I'm not the one asking her how she's doing all the time. Exactly. It's exactly. Crazy. But I love how you kind of brought up the fact that, you know, you do sometimes have to take a step back, especially during this time to just Mm -hmm. breathe, gather yourself. I know it seems like here lately, within the last couple of months, I've been really trying to be a little bit more consistent with like meditation and just doing like some calming things to just kind of get a hold on my anxiety, just to kind of cope with everything. Mm hmm. And I'm curious for you, like, how have you been able to cope during this time? Have you picked up any hobbies or any different skills or have you started exploring anything? What have you been doing?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, just at the beginning of this, I think in March when we first went into like official like pandemic quarantine status, I was doing a lot to keep myself busy um, because I just this was new, like, being in the house 24-7. I had to travel a lot for my job, and I just also like to travel a lot, too. So, like, I feel like I was just looking for anything to do. So I remember I bought, like, a coloring book, and, like, I was looking up just different hobbies and stuff like that just to keep myself sane. Um, but then I think I had to slow down and realize, like, one, we're not going to be entering out of this anytime soon. And then, two, like, You know, I'm just a creature of my emotions as well, so I think I had to really just sit with myself and figure out, like, okay, what can we do to accept where we're at and then also just, like, you know, kind of just keep some sort of peace and just create a normal routine within this unnormal time. So I think, you know, I definitely pick back up with listening to different scriptures uh, or in sermons and like reading. I've also, I feel like I've been doing a lot more devotional since I've been in quarantine, which has been really helpful. Um, and just me just kind of having like soundness of mind and just my overall being. Um, and honestly, just like taking it easy. Like, I don't I can't say I have like a routine for myself or anything like that. But, you know, I think I've been able to just just create better boundaries for myself um, that I feel like I was neglecting before the quarantine. So being able to like, all right, at six o'clock, I'm closing my laptop um, and like walking away from it or, you know. I'm going to work out at this time, I'm going to do this, just kind of creating like better wellness ideas for me. Um, And I hate to like not have it all written down and be like, this is what I do every day. (laughs) But I think just overall, like slowing myself down and like recognizing where I could put a boundary in place, I think has been the most like helpful, freeing and like creating peace for myself during this time.
0: I love the fact that you harp more on boundaries and routine cuz let me tell you something. Yeah. With with this pandemic, honey, routines have been <laughs> thrown out the window like thrown in uh-huh. the trash bag and thrown out the window like no, I literally cannot with a routine at this point. And it's really interesting. I I was exactly like you in the sense that um me and coloring books have really just have had our moments. Um I've evolved now from coloring books to drawing. I think I was um, talking on an earlier episode how I literally mentioned the fact that I draw now probably every five seconds, um, just because I'm so proud. And it was something that I used to do back when I was a little kid. And it seems like this quarantine has a funny, funny habit of um, unveiling or revealing those things that you used to do back when we were all kids and bringing them back up now. And I know because you are creative and you have to constantly expend that creativity with your 9 to 5, I'm also curious, like, how do you maintain that just on a personal front? Like, I, I know you have to do it. It's kind of obligatory for your job, but for yourself, how do you just maintain that, especially now with us having been stuck in the house for all these months?
1: So it was funny because I felt like I kind of felt like everyone else before um, the quarantine happened, where it was like 2020 is my year. And I'm like (laughs) putting my foot in all these different things that I want to do. And I'm like betting on myself. And it's like, (laughs) psych, you're going to be in the house. Um, But that's not to say like personally, I haven't been like on my game. Um, I think another thing that was like really scary or really like I think drilled in our heads at the beginning of quarantine was like you need to be productive during this time yes and like while I agree like I also had to tell myself like girl it's all like you can rest like it's fine yes so I think now I'm in the swing of like okay like you know now I want to put energy into my own creative processes and like ideas that i have i thankfully am working on you know a few creative projects outside of work that aren't necessarily my own but you know those that didn't stop during quarantine um one of which is a podcast and we still were recording and doing it virtually like trying to figure it all out but we made it happen um and then you know i also work on um we were getting ready to get ready to start shooting for a web series this summer, um, which is not happening right now, but you know, we still wanted to be active, we still wanted to build our following. So I was able to put more energy into that. And then I feel like just being home and you know, I work at a network, but I'm very interested in TV and film. So catching up on shows and watching things and just being able to tap in more into like the news that's happening around me. Um it's allowed for me to like launch a passion project of my own. And I launched it June 1st and I'll say like, I can do a better job at being consistent with it, but I have been enough for me. And um, I'm really proud of that. And it's been like a creative outlet for me. And I'm not, you know, I want it to become a certain thing at one point, but right now it just allows for me to like exercise some creativity, do something that I know I really enjoy attract like-minded people and um it's it's been really great like working on that during the quarantine and the pandemic um cuz it just it something beautiful did come out of it um and all this madness has happened in this year like I can say I I I created something that I'm really proud of
0: and I think that's you know one of one of many takeaways that I think a lot of creatives really should harp on by the time by the time this whole pandemic is over you know yes it and it's it's both and right yes you should be productive or you have the opportunity to be productive I'm not one to say what someone should be doing you have the opportunity to be productive during this time you also have the opportunity to rest and you know take some time for yourself but also there are things that you can create during this time that you otherwise may not have had the opportunity, the time, the space, the mental capacity to do thanks to something like the quarantine. And it's innovative. It's new. It's, it's just everything that I feel like, you know, some people always said, Oh, you know, when I get to a certain point in my life, I'm going to start doing this. And when I get reach this milestone, I'll start exploring that. And it's Uh like, this quarantine has a way, again, of just revealing certain things and forcing yep. us low-key, low-key, high-key, to go ahead and, <laughs> you know, put the, the nose to the grindstone and the feet to those passion projects.
1: Yeah, I'll say, like, the idea. So, basically, I launched, like, a, a Black film-focused type of blog on Instagram. And I've had this idea for, like, a year now. Um, and I was just dragging my feet with it. Like, just dragging my feet people were checking in and like asking me about it and I was just dragging my feet with it and like literally I want to say like a couple days before we got the mandate to go into quarantine I had met up with a friend because he has a, a similar type of Instagram page and we kind of talked about it and you know I was still kind of dragging my feet on it but I was like you know I'm getting closer to it and then I think just like the reality of this pandemic hit, and it's like, why am I not doing it? Like, you know, graceful, thankful thankful enough to, like, have my health and be and still working and doing stuff like that. But, like, every day in this pandemic has been so unpredictable. Like, Very from nice everything stuff. that we see, right, everything that we see online to all the people who have passed away this year, like, everything is so unpredictable. So, like, what a shame of me it would be to, like, sit on something that I know I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, just creatives in general, I think we sit on stuff that we really want to do, or we sit on, like, something that seems to be, like, really daunting or really big because we just don't know what's going to come from it. Mm -hmm. And then we do it, and it's like, wait a minute, okay, that wasn't so bad. Okay, wait, so now I'm, like, doing this. Okay, and now I want to take it to this level. So I think it was just, I think the quarantine and the pandemic has had a way of just, like, shocking people to get out of that, like, fear and like just that overall like imposter syndrome or whatever it is that hits us and it was like you know what it's worth a shot let me just try it and I've seen so many people launch things there's so many people tap into their inner creativity and like I said this pandemic has been crazy but it's also just been like really beautiful to watch people blossom and like ideas and things just blossom and like are brought to the light so I'm really enjoying that it's inspiring.
0: For sure, I definitely agree with you there. And I think the the big part of the inspiring part, I think you know, you can probably attest to this is the fact that a lot of black creators are really just stepping out and stepping up and, like you said, just doing those things that they know they should have been doing or have been sitting on. And it's been a journey to watch like just the different stories that have been popping up during not really during the quarantine, you know, because they may have been in the works before uh-huh. this all happened. but, Just the different people that have been rising, the stories that pop up on Netflix, the movies that are on BET and BET Plus and TV One, like all the stories from all the Black creatives have just been phenomenal. Even if I can't like 100% relate, I'm always like, yes, run it up, Black folks, like, let's go.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: And I think it's so important for us, you know, at any time, but especially now, to continue to tell those stories and continue to tap into that creativity as much as humanly possible. Um, I know why it's important and why I feel it's important, but for you, why do you think it's important for, you know, black creatives to still be out here, you know, being creative and expressing that creativity regardless of what's happening around them?
1: I think just because there's so much power in black creativity, to be honest with you, I think, um, even outside of just what this year has like shown us um, I think young black millennial creatives have shown up time and time again and what's showing up for everyone may look different but you know we always have an answer to stuff we're always providing a solution we're always innovative um, and we, I hate to say the same but like we're always moving the culture forward Like, and I don't think that you know, our momentum is stopping anytime soon. And I think that's when, when I say like it's just been beautiful to watch everyone just do their thing right now, I think that's what it really is. It's the momentum. It's the, we're not taking our foot off of anybody's neck right now. Like,
0: no. You know, we're
1: getting better and better and better. And like, it's amazing to watch. Like, in every industry, in every field, in every story, or any big pop culture moment, there is at least one Black creative who made that moment what it was. Um, Our handprint, our imprint is just on everything, and it would be impossible for, you know, just any pop culture to move forward without us. And I think, like, I just, I enjoy the momentum of everybody doing their thing right now, and it's so funny because it's like that, we're just scratching the surface, like, we haven't even really like tapped into everything that we're going to do. And I think, you know, my mom, like (laughs) my mom is, um, she's a baby boomer and I'm like her youngest child and she's just in awe of how like resilient we are and how like, we really don't take no for an answer and we really just keep going. And I think that's just going to set the tone for like the next, you know, a few years, decades, our kids, all of that. Um, we're really like creating insightful and like important change and i love that
0: yeah i love that you said that it sets the tone because it does you mm-hmm. know i was exactly like you in the sense that 2020 i was like oh bet you know all things new in 2020 that was one of the right. mantras from you know one of the the pastors that i listened to i was mm-hmm. like bet all things new you know god's gonna do a new thing oh this is my year and then when everything started happening, it was like, well, is it my year? I'm, I'm not not really too sure anymore. But despite that, we all have seen just the rise of Black creativity and it's it's risen to just astronomical levels. And it's like you said, it's been beautiful to watch. It's been amazing to watch. And this is a start of a new decade. This will absolutely set the tone for what's to be expected from you know 2021 2022 and speaking of that BET the award show listen <laughs> you talk about setting the tone I want I mean, all the award shows to that. go that way
1: <laughs> we did well I can say this all of the award shows on BET the rest of this year because you know we have hip-hop awards and we have soul train like they're gonna be given that vibe um so stay tuned I think that was just incredible and like historic, and I'm like super super proud to have worked on it. Um, of course, we were sad because we look forward to our our week in LA and all that happens is being the 20th anniversary anniversary. We were really looking forward to it, but I think a lot of us were able to walk away like really happy and proud of what we did and like we were first to do it so for sure. honestly if anybody else tries to do it like that like they have to look at us we were the blueprint and we set the standard for the rest of the year so you know that's bragging points that we have that no one can take away from us
0: and it's rightly deserved man i you know the tweets that night on black twitter of course were going up and just you know, full of congratulations and full of, like, why can't the rest of the award shows, like, from here on out, like, always be like this? Like, we don't have to—y'all don't have to spend all that money, you know? Right. Y'all can do it right. at the house, get you some, some fabric, throw it up right quick, and, you know, get you some good CGI or some good cameramen and, you know, make it do what it do from the house. But that was—that was a—oh, that was my gosh. It was such a great show. I, in my opinion, it was one of one of the best. Yeah, Period. Definitely, of all the awards,
1: even you know we have a lot of people that work at BT that have been working there for a while, like since the nineties. Um, I definitely, you know, BT is very much like when you're here, your family. Um, so there was an email thread that went out, I think, right before the show aired, to like our distro of people who work on the show, and just seeing the emails coming in after the show aired. people were talking about you know they had tears in their eyes because we were able to create such a powerful show with the message then like overall the like technical side of it how we were able to do it and how we have friends and family hitting us up just so proud of what we did like i don't think i've ever really seen that um within our um company and sometimes i think we take the public opinion a little personal sometimes. Right. Um, So we get a little defeated, but to see everyone for the most part, like really enjoying what we did, really giving us our props and really just proud of what BET presented that night. um, I think that was like a internal breakthrough too. And, you know, it just kind of reignited some faith and some spark in a lot of the people that worked there. So that was, that was also another thing that, you know, I don't think gets talked about a lot, but it, it definitely like, Made us that actually worked there really really proud of the network, um, and really just ignited a fire for us to keep that momentum throughout the throughout the year.
0: I love it. I love it a lot. Um, before you go, I do want to know from you what advice would you have to some creatives out here, to some Black creatives out here who maybe feel like they're just completely over it with the quarantine and are having a hard time expressing themselves creatively, or maybe the ones that, you know, kind of have that momentum going, but, you know, just want to make sure that it it stays, the momentum stays up and they can continue to propel themselves and the culture forward. What advice would you give to them?
1: You know, I think that the best advice that I could give it's just really like listen to yourself um i think that was something that really kind of helped me get through this quarantine a lot i think that social media is definitely like a, a tool of comparison and when we're on it we can get really caught up in seeing what everyone is doing i think that especially within the like the heat of quarantine within that like april may Time frame, you know, everyone was kind of just creating things. Everyone was posting stuff, and we're all at home. We have more time. So everyone is just scrolling through Instagram and really getting caught up and feeling like they had to do something. um And you don't. Like, I think your creativity is never going to stop. And if it's something that, like, you know, you're born with and it's innate in you, it's always going to find a way to, like, be in the back of your mind. And it's really going to find a way to, like, really you know like not to (laughs) quote sweetie but it's gonna tap 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 in like it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna find a way to like call out to you so i think like if you just kind of look inward and you know figure out what it is that like you really have a passion for and it could be something as small as like watching movies like for me i really enjoy learning about the film industry simply for the fact that like i like used to grow up watching all types of movies. That was one of my favorite things to do with my mom. That was one of my favorite things to do um, just as a pastime, go to the movies and stuff like that. And with me creating the page that I created, you know, I'm not trying to turn it into a million dollar brand. Like you don't always have to monetize your creativity. It could always just be a passion project for you. And I think when we go on social media and we see that people are doing just all these different things, sometimes it feels like we have to be doing that same thing and doing it in the extent in which they're doing it, which sometimes seems to be like super monetized, super curated, super branded. And it's like, no, creativity doesn't have to look that way. It can it can really just be whatever you want it to be. So I think that if you just spend time with yourself and sit with yourself and really just You know learn what it is you really like learn what it is like you really want to tap into and you really want to like create a lane for i think that's where you'll really find what it is that you you know are comfortable with and it doesn't have to come overnight and you don't have to work at it every day it's okay to take a break it's okay to be like you know what this week i just can't think about that but don't lose sight of that because if you have a passion for something and you really really care about it it's never going to go away And, you know, you'll eventually be like, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do this. So take your time, look inward and, you know, really just hone in on what it is that you're really passionate about.
0: I love it. I love it. Tori Carter, last thing, um, plug Mm -hmm. your project. So
1: the page is called Black Cinephile, spelled B-L-K-C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E. It's on Instagram and it's on Twitter. Right now, we're just kind of focusing on what's happening in Black news, Black movies, Black film, highlighting people that you may not know. Um, I have a lot of plans for the page, some video content that I really want to do post-quarantine. But, you know, follow. Follow us. We are a small little team right now, but follow us, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed with the content that we have on there.
0: I am totally looking forward to it. I think I already follow it, but if not, I'm going to follow it immediately after this. Uh, Tori Carter, everybody. Tori, thank you so much.
1: No, thank you. And feel free to reach out to me. If you listen to this, have any questions, advice, I'm all for like talking to people. I'm not above that at all. That's another advice creative.
0: Well, that's that on that for episode five. For more of Tori, you can keep up with her on Instagram at Tori dot the producer, or on Twitter, at underscore hey Miss Carter. That's hey with three y's, by the way. And as always, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram, too, at The Chat Podcast. That's at The Chat, P-D-C-A-S-T. Episode six will be dropping soon. Chat with you later.